0: Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by
1: Wolf Construction Roofing. Good afternoon. Welcome in once again. Jimmy B and TC on the air with you here on a Tuesday as we talk the world of sports up until 3 o'clock this afternoon. Glad to have you with us today. Jimmy B still out on the road. He'll check in a couple of times, and hopefully we'll have him lined up by tomorrow ready to roll as he's uh, working to get some things done. Always a good thing when we got Brinson working a little bit out there as opposed to what we normally have. But he'll be here uh, both in the 1 o'clock and 2 o'clock hours. We'll do a hit with him as uh, a lot happening locally. Big Ten media day is concluding today. A couple news and notes out there woke up this morning, with the uh, tones of P.J. Fleck first talking, oh boy, that guy. You know, it's funny. Uh, this week, over the last two days, three days really, uh, the CyHawk Twitter debate has been raging on with the American Needs Farmers, the doctrine that was thrown out 30 years ago, uh, 32 years ago now, by Hayden Fry and a uh, relatively new hashtag out there in the Twitter sphere about actually helping farmers. So we got that going on. Matt Campbell kind of stirred things up with the tweet that he had over the weekend. We're going to talk about that today. Hit on it yesterday, some more thoughts today. But that aside, we got Matt Campbell doing his thing. You know, Iowa fans getting rankled. But if you get annoyed by Matt Campbell, he is nothing, Hawkeye fan, in comparison to what we have north of the border with P.J. Fleck. That guy, he's ridiculous. He doesn't ever come up for air. He doesn't ever take a breath. He just keeps going and going and going and saying a whole lot of nothing. It's a lot of superlatives. Catchphrases, elite, row the boat this, row the boat that, on and on. Self-promotion to, well, the nth degree. That's what you get with P.J. Fleck. He was out there today. You had him doing his thing. Jim Harbaugh being weird, as always. Pretty entertaining day. We're going to hear some more from the players a little bit later on. Some news and notes from yesterday as well that we'll dig into. We mentioned the depth chart, and that's where we started yesterday as it was released by the University of Iowa, and the Hawkeyes come out. I think surprise number one is the position that probably most people looked at first, and that's the quarterback position, and that there wasn't the or designation between Nathan Stanley and Tyler Wiegers at the quarterback spot. We saw these guys go through spring football. There were growing pains. Disappointing spring, I would say, personally for Nathan Stanley. I figured that he was going to grab Really a stranglehold on that job. That he was going to have it, and he was going to run with it. That was not the case. I like what Iowa did, not just handing him the keys completely. Saying, we need you to earn this. We need you to go out there and get this done on your own. That's a good thing. I think that was very smart to do. Not just give it to a kid that's 19 years old. That's a true sophomore that hasn't even been on campus for a year. Make him work for it. The problem is... Tyler Wiegers at times looked just as good, if not better, than what you saw out of Stanley. I still believe that Stanley has the most upside of the two. I still believe that Stanley will be the starter. But as the depth chart came out, he is listed at the starter. Is it a true quarterback competition? We'll get into that a little bit later on here today. Also, uh, yesterday, real late in the program, Kirk Ferentz uh, was talking and brought up the idea of an alternate uniform coming out. They did this two years ago when Minnesota came to town, a night game during the 12-0 and regular season, a game that really turned out to be a lot closer than I think anybody imagined going into that one. Iowa offensively played well, defensively had all kinds of issues, but uh, they wore the all-black uniforms for that one. Numbers were a little bit different. Helmets were different as well, and uh, the emblem on top a little bit bigger. They made some tweaks, some changes. And uh, for the most part, I think people liked it. I personally wasn't a fan. Now, again, I am the uniform czar of the state of Iowa. Now, I I clean this myself. Nobody really gave me this title. But that's what I've taken on. I'm a uniform guy. And there's something about an all-black look that I'm not a fan of. It's just me. Everybody has their own preference, their own style. I get that. I'm not a big fan of all black. Some teams have gotten away with it. I think Baltimore, the Ravens have done a pretty good job in the past, but, but for the most part, especially at the collegiate level, feels a little, I don't know, high school-y to me. The all black look. I hope with the alternate alternate uniform that they come out with this year, there's a little more pizzazz. Now we've seen good, we've seen bad. And some of the throwbacks that I was had have been really good. The other side, uh, there's been some ugly ones. Who could forget the Purdue game when I came out with the silver pants and the silver helmets and then got beat by Purdue? Woof. The uniforms were hideous, and the football played that day were hideous. Let's hope for something better than that. It's something that the kids like. And I understand there is a whole portion of the population that could give two craps about what they're wearing on the football field. Either wear what you wear all the time, you have a uniform. Wear it in Iowa, though it's a copy off of Pittsburgh and the Steelers. They have an iconic college football uniform, and the tiger hawk is an emblem that is known across the country. It is, and and there's people out there that say just stick with that. We don't need all this other crap. That's not who Iowa is. That's not their identity. It's not about flashiness. It's about the hard work. It's about these things. That's what Iowa has built throughout the past three decades. That's what you're looking for. The other side. It says, wear it, I don't want to talk about it, I'm good with you too. But the third side is the reality. And the reality is, the uniforms, what they wear out there, the excitement that it generates, it's about 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. It's about generating the excitement within your program. It's about recruiting. These are all things that are necessary these are all things that are useful when you're building when you're selling your football program and that's what i was doing each and every day in recruiting it is selling being a salesman selling what you are selling that brand and sell a little bit of sizzle with the steak that's most importantly what alternate uniforms are about in iowa as kirk said yesterday he's not a curmudgeon he's willing at least every once in a while to uh, take a look at that. A lot of Hawkeye talk today. we got Big Ten conversation coming up in the 2 o'clock hour. Kevin Trahan will be here from Vice Sports. We will talk with him. He's a Northwestern grad and a Iowa native, so uh, Big Ten certainly in his bones. We will talk with him. Some Big Ten football coming up at 2.20. The Big 12 we will touch on as well. Pete Mundo from Heartland College Sports. He'll be here this afternoon at 1.40. We have Baseball Talk with Joe Aiello. As we'll take a hit on the Cubs, they get ready for some afternoon baseball. We'll do that, in fact, right before the game at 1 o'clock today, one twenty first pitch with the White Sox and the Cubs. And we'll bring that to you coming up here uh, at 1 o'clock right before the game begins. But our first guest of the day is we're going to have old friend Matt Nelson stop by. Wide right, Natty Light, longtime contributor to the show. Great person to talk with. He's a big hoops junkie and... If you've heard him from time to time, he's you know talked about also what he does. Uh, first of all, when we first started talking, he was in graduate school over at Nebraska and in agriculture field. And now he is done with grad school. Now he has a job in the agriculture field. But he has worked and written for Wide Right Natty Light, an Iowa State fan site, uh, part of SB Nation over there. And during that time period, uh, he has uh, been able to hit a lot of different things. But what you know about Matt is that the agriculture business and what he learned at Iowa State as an undergrad, those are things that are very important to him. So I hit this at the top, and yesterday we talked about it just for a few minutes. But there is an ongoing debate on Twitter. And there's parts of Twitter that I absolutely love, the immediate nature, the society that is built. It feels like you're watching the game not just at home By yourself, but you're watching it with the community, I enjoy that part of it. And there's also ugly sides and name calling and trolls and all these things that also come about in social media in general, but I think really on Twitter can go to an even deeper level. But there's been a debate online about Iowa and the motto that came out from Hayden Fry in 1985 America needs farmers. And during the time, the plight. Of the farmer, and it was to raise awareness, saying, in an, in the end, raise money for farmers here in the state of Iowa and across the country, and it did that. Well, a few years back, the guys over at Wide Right Natty Light came up with the term, A H F, actually helping farmers. A dig at Iowa? Some people took it that way. A dig at what Iowa has done? Have they done enough? And. For them, I'm sure, and Matt will help us out here, saying, you have a little motto here that's fun, it's good, got it on your helmets, raising awareness, but we're doing more, we're doing other things. So there's two sides of the debate that is going on right now, and the dig that some people take that Matt Campbell took at the University of Iowa and the American Needs Farmers hashtag and the emblem on the helmets. So we're going to break things down. And we're going to talk with that about Matt, get his thoughts about it. I think a good conversation coming up here. We'll do that in about 12 minutes. Matt Nelson from where I'd write Natty Light. We'll also talk some hoops with him. He's a big hoop head. Uh, get his thoughts on Zoran Tally coming in. Cameron Laird. Also, as the Capital City League has finished up the championship in the books, accolades and awards handed out. A few things that jumped off to me from what I saw throughout the games up in Ankeny and over at Valley Southwoods. First of all, early on, remember the first few games, we were still waiting for Cameron Laird. It's a guy that we've been waiting to see, waiting to see. We talked about him with the buildup all the way to the Capital City League after the draft happened, and then we got nothing. <laughs> we, did, we didn't get anything as he didn't play the first couple of games. He was finally out there, but he was named the defensive MVP. This is, the, this is the Capital City League. This is not a whole lot of defense, right? Yeah, there, there's not defense played for the most part. That close game, last couple of minutes, things will tighten up, but, but you're going to get shots. Still, Laird was able to go out there, average three blocks a game, good help side defense, good awareness, I thought, and good rebounding numbers. And overall, now you look at the way this Iowa State team is going to be built. Or the way the Cyclones are going to be. And it's a question where we really didn't have an answer. But now it's starting to to come together at least a little bit better. Backcourt, as we've talked about. The backcourt appears to be in really good shape. The point guard position, Lindell Wigginton, And he'll be back there with Donovan Jackson. Two players that come in with a certain set of expectations. Both can play the point guard position. Just look at what Kansas was last year with a couple of point guards. And we've seen this now across college basketball. More and more teams are going to this idea. Instead of your prototypical one through five, first of all, those those numbers and those positions just aren't really a real thing anymore for the most part. There are still teams that will play traditional. Point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. sure, they're out there. But as... We've seen more and more stretch fours, now even stretch fives, backcourts, three-guard lineups, sometimes four-guard lineups. Remember, you go back seven, eight years ago with Villanova, the first time that you really saw at a high level teams going up the four-guard lineup, and we've seen Iowa State do that in the past. So it's not quite as cut or dry as things were in the past. But you feel good that Donovan Jackson and Lindell Wiginton, the incoming freshmen, those are going to be your two starters at the guard spot. Weiler, babb Call him a small forward. Call him a third guard, whatever it is. There's your backward. There's your front three. But that not front. Who, who plays alongside in the starting lineup? Solomon Young. We saw the importance of Solomon Young last year, what he did defensively. What can he do? What he, does he develop offensively? So I saw some good things out of him. He's still not a guy that you're going to expect 12, 14 points a game from. His game is still going to be getting things done, garbage pick-up buckets, put-backs, slams, those types of things, that's Solomon Young. But can he develop a little jumper out there? He's got an open 12-footer. Can he knock that down at a consistent level? Can he put it on the floor a couple of times if need be, back-to-the-basket moves, how far that develops? And then who plays with him? And that's the part that's going to be a lot of fun here because there's a myriad of different options that they have. First of all, the grad transfers. Jeff Beverly... Hans Brace, two fifth-year guys coming in. Both guys have played small school. Texas San Antonio for Jeff Beverly. Princeton for Hans Brace. Health a concern for Brace also. Do you go down that road? Do you see something in those guys? Brace may be a guy that can shoot it a little bit better. Beverly, probably a better rebounder and defender. Brace, though, gives you a little bit more size. He can go down that road, certainly, and take a look at it. It is... If the newcomer that's just coming in, is it Tally, who comes in is able to play at another forward spot up there for you? Good defender, good athlete. What is he able to do? Is it Cameron Laird? And that's where I would probably look right now. I think I saw enough out of Cameron Laird that I believe he will be that fifth starter. He'll be that guy that'll be in the lineup jumping forward and getting a shot. That's what I'd be looking for if I'm Iowa State. Still a long ways to go. Long ways to go and plenty to talk about and break down. We'll do that with Matt on the basketball front coming up in just a little bit. And also some good news. Yesterday we passed this along in case you missed it, though. Terrence Lewis, the incoming small forward from Milwaukee, loved this kid's game. I I told you right when he committed and he signed way back in November, I was buying all the stock that was available of Terrence Lewis. Love the kid's game. Love his ability to shoot it from the outside. Good athletic ability. I think there's going to be a lot of upside there, and I think he's going to be vying for minutes. But good news, a scary moment. I know on Sunday talking to uh, a person that was there, thought initially maybe it was going to be a little bit uglier than it turned out to be, but that's not the case uh, from the report from Travis Hines of the Ames Tribune. Uh, Just a little bit sore in there. He'll be good to go. No ligament damage for Terrence Lewis, something that doesn't feel like Iowa State can afford. It got a little bit deeper with the addition of tally. Depth, maybe even a little bit deeper than we've seen in past years. Still, with all that being said, uh, good news certainly on the Cyclone front. More Cyclone talk coming up here in just a few minutes. As mentioned, we got Matt Nelson coming by from Wide Right Natty Light. Before that, let's take a look back at yesterday. It's a case you missed it, and it's presented by our friends at Wolf Construction Roofing. From a small leak to a complete re-roof, make that call today to Wolf Construction Roofing. We kicked things off yesterday afternoon. It's the Battle of Chicago, the White Sox and the Cubs. And, oh, well, you're going to hear the call from Comcast and the White Sox crew. You know what's going to happen here.
2: It was
3: Texas and then Boston for four years. The oh, ball
0: high and deep. He just looks up and you can.
1: Hawk Harrelson on the call yesterday. Oh, Hawk doing his thing. 19th homer of the year for Matt Davidson. How about that? And the White Sox 3-1 win. Again, they play again coming up here in about an hour. We'll keep you up to date on that one. And talk some Cubs baseball with Joe Aiello to kick off the 1 o'clock hour. We go next to Detroit. Kansas City making moves and hitting bombs right after Sal Perez Moustakas Goes to the plate, a chance to make it, back-to-back jacks.
0: Well, I predicted a Mike Moustakis home run in the 12th inning to give
4: Jacob Junis another win.
1: Still good.
0: Deep right field. Presley at
5: the track. Gone. <laughs> you called it. That's beautiful. Look at Salmi. Oh,
1: it's nice. Uh, they're getting a kick out of that one. Fox Sports, Kansas City on the call. And the victory, 5-3. For Kansas City yesterday, mentioned making some moves. It'll be Danny Duffy on the bump here this evening as they uh, take on Detroit again tonight. 6:05 with the first pitch there. But Kansas City making some moves, bolstering the bullpen, bolstering what they do down there as they've won now six in a row. And uh, the movement that happened, uh, bringing in both Trevor Cahill, along with a couple of re- uh, relievers, Morrow and Butcher, Coming in for Kansas City. We go next across the state. Let's go to St. Louis. Randall Gricek, four straight bombs. You
0: have no idea if he's trying to get you out, pitch around you.
5: Gricek with a high fly ball out to deep right. Cargo back. Goodbye. He's done it again. Randall Gricek, four games in
0: a row with a bomb. This one, opposite field. Two-run homer, and it's 4 to nothing, St. Louis.
1: They go on to the 8-2 win for the Cardinals. Decision time, less than a week now, away now for the Cardinals. What are they going to do? We finish up with the Twinkies. I was up late last night watching my team, and uh, feeling good. Oh, feeling good until Cody Bellinger comes to the plate. The Twins up 4-3. Not for long. Rogers ready for the 0-2. Fly ball to center
0: field. Granite's back, still going over his head and gone. Cody Bellinger puts the Dodgers in front.
1: Earlier in the game, old man Bartolo Colon he was decent early on, ran into a rough stretch, was able to get out of it in the fifth inning. But he, uh, when he retired Cody Bellinger, he had retired both the old man and the son. Both getting out Cody Bellinger and Clay Bellinger of Yankee Fane way back in the day. That was In Case You Missed It, presented by Wolf Construction Roofing. When we come back on the other side, we got Matt Nelson here. We're going to debate America needs farmers versus actually helping farmers. Wide Right Natty Lights, Matt Nelson next as we continue on. Jimmy B and TC.
0: 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Jimmy B.
1: And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it even cricket?
4: changes in underlying soil causes sidewalks, driveways, porches, and pool decks to shift and crack, resulting in significant and expensive repairs. At Midwest Basement Systems, our patented poly-level system is an inexpensive, proven solution of lightweight, expansive foam that lifts the slab back into place. Don't
5: replace it, raise it! Midwest Basement You may remember that back in 1998, the largest tobacco companies in the USA were sued for using false advertisements and manipulating scientific research. These tobacco companies agreed to a master settlement agreement where a minimum of $206 billion was to be awarded to 46 state municipalities. You could personally claim a tax-free portion of this money, around $2,300 per month in perpetuity, whether you have ever smoked or not. It's because billions of these dollars are being used to back interest-bearing financial instruments that bring in between 10 and 12% yields year after year. Investors are beating down the doors to lock up their positions. And now you can too. Visit TobaccoMasterPayments.com. Money Map Press, an independent financial publisher and editor Keith Fitzgerald have created a research presentation on these programs that you can attend free. Visit TobaccoMasterPayments.com for more information. Find out how you can benefit from the big Tobacco Master Settlement Agreement. Visit TobaccoMasterPayments.com. That's TobaccoMasterPayments.com.
0: Dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262 star. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262 star. For twenty four month TV and twelve month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services. or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to four hundred eighty dollars for TV, one hundred eighty dollars for internet. Equipment non return. Other facing conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends one twenty one seventeen.
7: Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full service gun shop
0: Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC.
1: Summer in the state of Iowa. So many great things about it. The state baseball tournament happening here this week as we do it right here in our great state with summer baseball for the high school level. But uh, outside of that, there just really isn't a whole lot usually going on. And as we know in this marketplace, Iowa and Iowa State are the most important things. As it pertains to sports media, it starts with the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones, the Cyhawk battle, and uh, some of the dust-ups that can happen from time to time. We welcome in right now Matt Nelson, longtime contributor to the program. Announcement oh, eight. no. Switch 528-2. What, what is this? Oh. We lost Matt just like that. Do you hear that, lady? Am I losing my mind? I might be losing my mind. Well, we're going to get him dialed back up here. Because Matt has been with us for a number of years. We've talked with him, a lot of cyclone, football, basketball for the most part, but he also has a different connection. Went there as an undergrad, did his work uh, in the agriculture field, and now is a worker inside the agriculture field. We'll see if we get Matt Line back up here. Hello? Hey, Matt, Trent. Hey, sorry about
2: that. I got booted for some reason.
1: Interesting, always something fun there. Well, I was uh, just mentioning that your background, your, your background comes in uh, not just as an Iowa State grad, Iowa State fan, all these different things, but also you have a background in agriculture and now work inside of the field. So the dust up started over the weekend as Iowa State football head coach Matt Campbell uh, throws out a tweet showing guys out there. Uh, first of all, help me out here. Uh, I'm uh, though I grew up. In a small town, I don't know my angle a whole lot. What's that building called that they were standing in in that picture?
2: Well, it looked like, you know, some people call it a hoop barn. Some people call it a a uh, cattle or hog shit. But, yeah, you know, just your typical uh, agricultural building for, uh, for housing livestock.
1: So out there talking about a couple of different things, you know, hashtag this, hashtag that. And then the final hashtag, hashtag A- a, let me see if I got it right. A H F, actually helping farmers. This is a designation you guys over at Wide Right came up with a few years back. Let's start right there. When you came up with that, was that you or is that somebody else over there at Wide Right Natty Light?
2: So that was actually uh, Jay Willie. ISU is the name he goes by on this site. Trent, that was uh that was just before I joined the staff, and it's funny that you mentioned that. I actually when I saw the shirt, I said, oh, I gotta, I mean, I gotta have one of these. I ended up, I ended up uh, buying that t-shirt at the time, even though I had no affiliation with the boys over there at wideright 90 com. But, uh, but no, so that was kind of their brainchild and, and that was just born up out of, uh, you know, hate week, the week of the Iowa State-Iowa game always brings out, uh, the best or maybe the worst of both, fan uh, <laughs> bases. And that was where that kind of spawned. And, and to be honest, we really hadn't done much with it since until Matt Campbell, uh, blew the off of it and pulled that hashtag out on Twitter.
1: Yeah, so it comes back out, and it leads to a debate on both sides. And I want to start with this. Uh, I grew up during the 80s in a time where America needs farmers was something that was big. Matt, you're a little bit younger than I am, but I'm sure it obviously hit closer to home for you as well, and you heard the stories back then. Hearing the stories growing up in that time period during the farm crisis of the 80s, It was a big deal, not just here in the state, but nationally. I remember watching a segment on, I believe it was the CBS morning show that they had on Sunday mornings, and what a big deal that that was and the national scope that it brought. America Needs Farmers and what Hayden Fry did, it did impact certainly that time period, and it's led down the road. It has helped out, at least in terms of some dollars and cents that have gone there. You guys have argued, though, that maybe it hasn't done enough. Is that a fair estimation of what you're trying to say yeah you know i was it, you kind of took my question before i could even ask it trent so
2: thank you for that but no i was gonna you know ask you kind of what your experience has been like and you gave me exactly what i what i kind of figured uh i would hear and and no in terms of that impact i don't think there's anybody that can deny it i mean the, the farm crisis was i mean it was a, a disaster quite frankly it it really hurt the ag economy for a long time and only you know recently have things improved even though the last four or five years have been been very tough on farmers with commodity prices being low and, and some issues with uh, production and things like that. And I know subsidies and support for farmers is, is pretty <laughs> highly contested among uh, people across the nation. But no, I think there's no denying that. Um, I think what it really comes down to, Trent, are kind of two different, two different arguments if you're looking at this from the cycle and fan perspective. And the first is that, you know, now in its current form, they donate money to um, the Food Bank. It's a, it's a recent partnership with uh, Iowa Farm Bureau, which my brother and my dad are, are a part of uh, county-level organizations back home, and, and I think Farm Bureau does a lot of good for farmers. So that is absolutely a worthy cause. Um, I think where, where when you really want to get into the discussion with cycling fans, they talk about um, you know what, what does that actually do that supports farmers. Is there some sort of support program or... Uh, I guess it's more of a question, Trent, why over the years um, a scholarship program hasn't been started. Now, maybe not a scholarship for um, kids to go to school and study an ag program. I know Iowa doesn't have um, agricultural programs, though, They you have some more on the environmental and the engineering side. But maybe it's a, a scholarship for somebody from a rural community who just wants to go to college. You know, maybe there's a chance they'll go and study something in the agriculture realm. Um, well, it could be... Um, doing more farmer spotlights than they've done in the past. Again, the last five years have been a, a good start. So I think that's kind of where some of the ire comes in, but I think the main source of, uh, of kind of some disappointment and maybe even a little anger among Cyclone fans, Trent, is the, uh, Iowa fans wanting to have their cake of supporting farmers with ANF, um, while, oh, while also driving through Ames and calling, uh, Iowa State to Moo University and, um, Referring to Cyclone fans as a bunch of uh, uneducated hicks. And then I think you want to really nitpick um, the whole incident with the Stanford band, which was a little bit distasteful, but yeah. I think that's some of that, too, Trent, Iowa State fans are, maybe feel like uh, Iowa fans sound like they want to support farmers with ANF, but uh, when it comes down to it, they actually poke a little bit of fun at them more than they should.
1: They they want to support farmers that are Hawkeye fans. It's, it's, that's, that's, right, essentially, that's probably more what it is. You know, I mean, it's a fun debate. It's fun on both sides, and I really don't believe either side. There isn't any malicious intent. I guess the the perspective that I've looked at is when you guys came up with the A H F, actually helping farmers. The connotation is that what Iowa does isn't helping farmers. Could they do more? Absolutely. And I get that part of it, but just just the wording, the verbiage of it, actually helping farmers, I think that's what rubs some people the wrong way.
2: Oh, no, and I understand that. And let's be quite clear. You know, when that when they came up with that, that was a direct attempt to uh, troll, as the kids say <laughs> nowadays, Trent, uh, to get after the Hawkeyes and get under their skin a little bit. And that's, that's what it did start out as. And But to be honest, it was kind of surprising. There was such a movement. Um, I've been jokingly calling it a movement uh, over the weekend. But um, people did. You know, Iowa State fans came out and said, hey, you know, we kind of like this. You know, it's very clear that Iowa State, through its um, university extension service, really does a lot to help farmers, um, both young farmers and old farmers, and, and they've done that for a long time. Um, and so with that, you know, a criticism from Hawkeye fans is, well, you know, why didn't Iowa State jump on this? And And to, and to their credit, they're right, you know. And this is goes back to the nature of farmers, to, If you know many, and um, I consider myself one, I grew up on a farm, obviously. Um, I know a lot of farmers, but farmers are just generally kind of quiet people. They they go about their business. Um, you know, it's a lot of hard work, and not a lot of them are comfortable taking on maybe a, a, a public voice. And I know as um, somebody who works in agriculture, I fight that issue every day is, you know, we do a lot of good, but farmers are usually not the ones that are comfortable talking about that. And we maybe don't defend our industry as much as we should. So that's where kind of some of this comes from. And so when I was say, you know, I would say could have done something like this, quite frankly, they're they're absolutely right. And and uh, Hayden Fry did start a good thing in the eighties when, when agriculture really needed it. So it's just an interesting dynamic. It's a it's a fun debate. And Trent, I think where this is coming from maybe stems back from some comments made by um, Brian Ference earlier this year. And, you know, Matt Campbell being a young coach, I think he realizes um, even, anything that gets fans excited is a good thing. Um, you know, anything that we can uh, kind of get our fan base fired up about, uh, maybe isn't a bad thing. Drives excitement for the program, and I kind of think that's where some of this is coming from.
1: Yeah, it, it is, and, and uh, we've seen Matt Campbell do a good job of this. You know, poking the bear a little bit, continuing to build this rivalry. It's something that I think is always a good thing. I, I think the rivalry is a little bit more fun when. Uh, there's a little more chippiness to it. There's a little more on the side when people are going up against each other. Like I said, I I don't see either side. Of course, there's going to be wackos on each end of the spectrum, but for the most part, you know, people look at it and understand that this is a fun little debate to go back and forth of, but we're all Iowans. I'm a lifelong Iowan. I hope that I live here my whole life. I love the state of Iowa. I love what we do here in central Iowa. I think it's a great thing. And, Though I've grown up as a Hawkeye fan, as you know, Matt, I still see both sides of this topic, this debate, and maybe this is something where we can see the two sides come together. You know, there's been talk about what the future of the football rivalry is going to be and what's going to happen down the road. Perhaps this is a possibility of both universities to get together and be able to do even more together, and maybe the moniker uh, goes away or it's something that can be used for both sides. Uh, The American Needs Farmer is something that Iowa State can also jump into. I think that would be great to see also.
2: No, I I agree completely. And, you know, maybe some fans on both sides wouldn't like that. But, you know, Trent, you said it better than I could. And, you know, growing up on a farm, when I was younger, I always was amazed. Um, While a lot of farmers in the state of Iowa are Iowa State fans, you know, usually they have some sort of connection with the university (laughs) and their degree. There are a lot of farmers in this state that are Hawkeye fans, especially Mm -hmm. as you get – over to the eastern side of the state. So, um, you know, I think it's kind of the same group of people who maybe have a little bit different experiences, but um, at the end of the day, I think, you know, Iowa and Kirk Ferentz definitely understand that uh, keeping that sticker on their helmet does provide a little bit of publicity. And, uh, you know, again, Iowa State, everything they do, and, you know, the mission of that university is to to support farmers. And I think there's definitely some sort of common ground that they can come to, and whether it's um, through Farm Bureau and some of the Farm Strong things that they've done, or if it's again, I still think uh, you know ANF has good public recognition well you know there's um, I think there should be some sort of talk about maybe finding a way to utilize that for both but uh, you know I think eventually trends leveler heads than uh, than the fan base, especially those we see reacting on twitter will prev- will prevail when it comes to this discussion and um, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if in the not so near distant future I don't know if it would maybe be this uh, this same hashtag or the three-letter word on either side. But uh, really wouldn't be surprised if you see maybe even all three big universities in the state kind of collaborate on a message going forward.
1: Yeah, I think it would be something that would be great to see. Now i got something for you guys at Wide Right Daddy Light. I- I'm sure I'm going to get a big fat no right away. Can we change the designation? It-, it will stay AHF. But can we change it from actually helping farmers to something like always helping farmers? Would that be fair? I think it would maybe smooth out the divide that is happening right now.
2: Ah, I, I do like that. That uh, that actually flows pretty well. Yeah. I'll definitely uh, pass that up the, uh, the chain of command to my supervisor.
1: And then uh, then you won't get all the trolls. And you won't get Hawkeyes from uh, Twitter yelling at you all the time, right? <laughs> See, and even
2: I could appreciate that.
1: <laughs> I love that guy. Well, uh, we're talking right now with Matt, Matt Nelson from Wide Right Natty Light as we're uh, going inside the debate. AHF versus ANF, but... That aside, we've had our fun with it. Anything else you want to hit before we get to some nuts and bolts of some actual sports?
2: no i you know it's uh I always appreciate getting a chance to talk about agriculture It's what I do every day, and it's to be honest it's kind of funny to me. It seems like unless something like this happens, nobody really gets fired up about uh about farming so uh kind of nice to see everybody talking about agriculture on the Twitter show. Sure. It's certainly not something that happens every day,
1: Trent. <laughs> That's very true, very true. Uh, I believe the only things that I see about agriculture on my Twitter feed usually come from you. Both that and uh, not just agriculture, a lot of duck pictures. What's up with that?
2: <laughs> my fiance is listening. She's probably laughing right now. Uh, I don't know. I'm just fascinated by ducks, Trent. The, you know, the way that they swim, the way that they kind of interact with each other, they're just... Uh, Kind of a goofy animal, and I kind of identify that, as it? Anybody who knows me real well, uh, might think I've got a few bolts loose myself sometimes.
1: Yeah, uh, wow, look at that. The duck talk here. Your only place <laughs> in Central Iowa for duck talk is Jimmy B and T. C. All right, let's get into That's some right. hoops. We know you're a big hoops guy. Uh, tell us a little bit your thoughts on Zoran Tally coming in, another grad transfer. this one though, with two years of eligibility, as long as he gets everything finished up there at Old Dominion. Talk about a pretty nice uh, pickup here as we're approaching August, a guy that looks like he can help in that front court.
2: You know, it's, you're absolutely right. It's funny. We always used to joke about uh, one day Iowa State would find a way to get a, a grad transfer who could play for two years and not have to sit out. And, uh, you know, jokingly, normally they're fifth-year seniors. This is the first time I've actually seen it happen. I I wasn't even sure it was possible until this guy committed. When I saw he had two years to play, I figured he had to sit out a year, and I was shocked to see that he didn't. But, uh no, interesting, interesting situation. You know, Old Dominion is actually a, a pretty solid program. Um, they play in a in a more competitive conference than what people think. Um, and I think uh, this is a uh, player, Zoran Talley, who is well-coached. Um, and from everything that I've heard, I, I've read a few articles from some of the beat writers that cover uh, Old Dominion hoops, and they said he probably would have been uh, the best player on the team this next year. And they uh, said that he really played a big role. Obviously, he was – uh, Sixth man of the year in Conference US, USA. Um, so really, really a nice player. Um, it would be interesting to see where uh, Steve Prohm really finds a fit for him. Um, one thing I've read is that they really like his defense. Uh, he can guard uh, just about every position on the floor. Uh, that alone should get him playing about 15 minutes a game, and I think uh, Steve Prohm has actually said that. Uh, not a great outside shooter, but somebody who can, uh, who can get to the hoop and is a good rebounder. And, again, uh, I would say he's probably going to be one of the better defenders uh, on the team, assuming his defense translates, which, which I think it will. It, it is an interesting get. Trent. A lot of people, um, in my opinion, had Steve Prohm pegged as going after uh, another guard with, mm-hmm. that, with uh, that scholarship. And I know that the Cyclones do have one left, but i I got to believe that they're going to try to bank that one for next year. So um doesn't do really uh, a whole lot to solve uh, maybe lack of shooting on the perimeter, but uh, I think he gives them a nice, rangy, uh, option at wing. And, uh, you know, if I was needs to do maybe – that allows a guy like Terrence Lewis to shift up and play shooting guard at times if he has to this year, even though, again, he maybe profiles more as a wing player. I think it just gives them, uh, gives them some nice options. And, again, with him being able to play next year, too, uh, why not go out and get a guy like that?
1: Well, we finally got a chance, Matt, to see Cameron Laird, and all signs point to a pretty good start to things. He's named uh, the Defensive Player of the Year after sitting out the first couple of games for the Capital City League. Impressive, has shown an ability to shoot it a little bit from the outside, but rebounding and defense, things that can come in handy. A, hey, do you think Lard can play together a lot uh, inside with what they have with Solomon Young playing, uh, coming back, and you see those two guys playing together, and just your overall interpretation of what you've seen from him?
2: Yeah, you know, you made it to watch a few games, didn't you, Trent?
1: Yeah, I I made it out there once and then watched a lot of highlights, you know, because I'm goofy like that, and that's what I do in the summer. PTL stuff.
2: No, I was impressed with Lard's uh, uh, layer. I say Lard every time because I like it better. Uh, I was impressed with his size and athleticism. I I thought of him more as a really tall, lanky, uh, skinnier player, but he -hmm. uh, he looks a lot bigger than I thought. Um, I think his ability to to play with Solomon Young solely comes down to – you know, if he has an expanded range on offense. And we've kind of heard that he does, and we maybe saw a little bit of it. Um, But I think he's also athletic enough and has a a good enough handle where he can play a little bit more um, outside of the paint, which is where I think uh, Solomon Young is going to continue to be for the time being, even though he maybe has expanded his skill set a little bit. Um, But, no, I I think they'll complement well together. I I also think there, there are times where they won't necessarily be on the floor at the same time. Um, again, they've got similar size and, uh, and probably have some similar strengths. So, uh, I anticipate them starting the year playing together, Trent, and we'll see uh, as Steve Prohm goes forward. Maybe he tinkers that lineup a little bit. But, but no, it's, it's good to see him. You know, From what I saw of him in the summer, he really attacked the rim, uh, both on offense and defense, blocks some shots, and uh, seems to really want get, to get up and down the court and grab rebounds. And To be honest, that's what Coach Prom has, has wanted for the last two years, and Iowa State really hasn't had a, a guy that, That runs up and down the court really well um, in transition and attacks the glass. Uh, Solomon Young did a little bit of that last year, but they they really needed more out of him in that regard. So really hoping that uh, Laird can make an impact there.
1: Scary moment as Terrence Lewis went down during the championship game with a knee injury. Doesn't seem like it's anything serious at this point. A report from Travis Hines uh, says that it just is going to be a sprain. He's going to be all right. Terrence Lewis, Matt, we talked about him when he signed. I've always liked this kid's game. How much playing time do you anticipate he's going to be able to find this year?
2: You know, that's a great question. Um, boy, he really has shown us a lot of good things. Um, and I know whenever Steve Prohm talks about this recruiting class, actually Terrence is usually one of the first guys he mentions, and uh, normally right behind that is a comment about him being in the program for four years. So I, I think Steve Prohm knows that he's going to be here a while and expects to build around him. So, um, you know, despite what some fans might think, I actually don't know that he'll get – um, a ton of minutes, especially maybe not right away uh, this season. Um, I think a majority of those are going to go to some combination of uh, Hans Brace, Jeff Beverly, uh, or Nick wilder and And that may be something that changes as the season goes on. You know, we saw kind of a carousel between Daryl Bowie and, and Merle Holden last season, and um, I wouldn't be surprised to see the same thing with some of these grad transfers. But the way I kind of look at it is, you know, usually these grad transfers come into play. And, someway, you know, as long as Brace is healthy, I think either him or Beverly will – We'll start the season getting a lot of minutes, um, and they'll kind of work Terrence Lewis in where he fits, uh, whether that's at the wing position. I think you may, might see a little bit of of him at shooting guard if Iowa State wants to go with a you know a taller and longer lineup. But uh, I anticipate he'll play more as the season progresses. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens at the start of the season with his minutes.
1: You mentioned the guard court. Uh, one more. We'll let you run on this. Didn't get to see a whole lot of Jacoby Long this uh, this off season. Can he scratch out some minutes this year, or is it going to be kind of what we talked about—just not a whole lot of depth back there in the backcourt?
2: You know, uh, it's a good question, and I, I think if Iowa State wants to have a successful season, Trent—he's going to have to carve out some minutes at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe that's early in the year—you give him some run and see what happens. But uh, you, you start evaluating what Iowa State has at the, at the one and the two spot. You know, Donovan Jackson and Liddell Wiggins are both going to play a lot of minutes. Um, I mean, when Monte Morris was here, we didn't really worry about having a backup point guard, because, quite frankly, we didn't really need one. Um, is it nice to have one? That, absolutely. But I think you'll see those two guys play a lot of minutes. You know, that being said, they are going to need a blow at times. And, and really, um, outside of those two guys who can both play point guard, I don't know who else you really fight over to the one spot, um, I think. Nick Weiler-Babb potentially could play that. Is he is he comfortable there? No, I don't think so. Um, he profiles more as a backup wing or a uh, or shooting guard. So uh, that really becomes the question. You know, where does Jacoby Long fit in? He was kind of brought into Iowa State to be a, a defensive stopper and a good shooter. Um, and by all intentions, I think he is capable of doing that. But, um, boy, it really makes me think that when um, either Donovan Jackson or Lindo Wigington need a blow, it's going to be one at a time. Um, as the other one slides up to the point guard position, so uh, for their sake, you hope Jacoby Long can play because uh, I think they're going to need it.
1: Well, as always, good catching up with you again, Matt. We'll let you get back to work. We'll get uh, back to uh, working on that agriculture, and I think we figured something out today. We, we can come together instead of actually helping farmers. Let's make it always helping farmers, and then the Hawkeye and Cyclone fans can all come together with ANF, and then a actually needing far uh, helping farmers and always helping farmers. Are you good with that?
2: You know what? I'll, I'll be good with that until I get, uh, yeah, I may hang up at Trenton and have uh, 25 <laughs> Iowa State fans breathing down by next. That's but, true. Uh, but no, that, that sounds good to me, man. I'm on board.
1: Awesome, awesome. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate your time today, Matt.
2: Sounds good. Take care.
1: Quick timeout, back with more here. I think we figured it out, Matt Nelson. Always good helping out with him. We'll come back with more here in just a moment. Jimmy B and TC live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. Big news, big talk.
5: Join me, Diana Kelly, every Saturday morning at 10 for what's happening in your neighborhood with Inside Iowa. On
1: 1700 KBGG. Trust, quality, value. geico
3: expect great savings and a whole lot more when you're hiring for a growing business you don't need lots of candidates you need the right candidates you need indeed.com with an algorithm that positions your job post where quality candidates are and screener questions that help you zero in on the best talent indeed.com the site proven through an independent study to deliver five times more hires than any other New users claim your $50 credit for a sponsored job at indeed.com slash credit. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply.
4: Running low on the stuff you need, time for a target run. We're here for all the big moments and the little ones too. Hosting a baby shower? Pamper Super Packs are always a great deal at 2429. For that family road trip, get Go-Go Squeeze and Quaker Granola Bars, 3 for $6. Your night for dinner duty? Skip the mess and get up-and-up paper plates on sale for only $2.99. Get hot summer deals plus everyday low prices on everyday essentials. Target run and done. Pricing may vary. Restrictions may apply.
0: At AutoZone, we like to make tough jobs a little easier. Which is why we're making sure you can quickly get the parts you need when you need them. Right now, you can buy online and pick up in store, making it easy to get a proven tough dural ass battery, brake pads, or even the tools to get the job done right. Just order what you need online and you can pick up in store the same day so you can spend more time doing what you do best, like making a tough job look easy. Let's get you what you need. Restrictions and details in store
1: Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC
0: on 1700 KBGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim
1: and Trent. All right, back putting a cap on our number one. Lot of fun there with Matt Nelson, uh, breaking down the ANF versus AHF debate that rages on Twitter. Some good stuff there. And as always, if you miss any portion of the program, you miss that talk. You can catch it over on the podcast page over at 1700kbgg.com. Coming up next hour, Joe Iello stops by. We break down the Cubs with him. A hot start, though, yesterday thwarted by the White Sox. We'll get Joe's thoughts on this team. What moves possibly still are in hand for the Cubs, what they're going to be looking at. With the trade deadline now less than a week to go. Also, Pete Mundo will be by. We'll talk some Big 12 football with him. That comes up at 140. Jimmy B also stops by at about 120. And uh, we'll catch up with him out on the road. Kevin Trahan in the 2 o'clock hour. Also, Johnston baseball head coach Michael Barda as they get ready for the state tournament. Class 4A action begins coming up tomorrow. We'll talk about all that coming up. Quick timeout back with more as we roll through. It's a Tuesday. Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios.
0: The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700
7: KBGG. Hi folks Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here inviting you to visit our full service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition and accessories as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon.
6: At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. As many of you know, severe weather and hail swept through central Iowa and the Des Moines Metro. Wolf Construction was here long before these storms and we will be here long after. We're much more than a pickup and a ladder. A roofing team is here to serve you for years to come. With our one day get it done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally.
3: When you're hiring for a growing business, you don't need lots of candidates. You need the right candidates. You need Indeed.com with an algorithm that positions your job post where quality candidates are and screener questions that help you zero in on the best talent. Indeed.com, the site proven through an independent study to deliver five times more hires than any other. New users claim your $50 credit for a sponsored job at Indeed.com slash credit. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply.
4: Worry less with Liberty Mutual Insurance.
5: Liberty Mutual saved me almost $800 when I switched my home and auto insurance. Liberty did what? Yeah, I got the perfect coverage for us. And I didn't have to worry about skimping on him as party. Oh, well, that explains the party! Best
1: birthday ever!
4: Visit us online to get a quote. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide survey of new customers, coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-383-2104. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-383-2104. Lou is one of you and will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Call Term Provider, speak with Big Lou, and save on term life. Call 800-383-2104.
0: 800-383-2104. Finding great candidates to hire can be, well, like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along which is why you should try ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is different. It doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. With its powerful technology, ZipRecruiter distributes your job everywhere it needs to be to find the right candidates. In fact, over 80% of jobs on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just one day. So, while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, only ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack.
1: Used by businesses of all sizes, ZipRecruiter
5: offers the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, you
7: can try ZipRecruiter free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.